Hello, welcome back to Thoughts from Player One. No controller necessary. Release those fingertips and let the controller drop to the floor. This is a topic episode. As always, I'm Duncan. I'm Alex. And this week we are talking about uh, you know, video game content that has some sort of a like let's play stream speedrun nature, some sort of media that is uh, about playing a game, really. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to talk talking about, about watching people play games. Yeah, watching people play games. You're making media when you're when you know when you're watching your friends play games. That's what we do, right? <laughs> That's, That's normal, yeah. right? That's yeah. what everyone does. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah, we look at we look at a game that we're playing together and say, "Well, can we record this together and then never release it on YouTube?" Yeah, Yo, I think that'd be fun. It's fucked up how much we've done that though. Like, I was thinking about that today more. Like, oh, God, every everything we do, we at least have the discussion. Should we be Should we be doing this for the podcast or Twitch or YouTube or something like that? <laughs> should, are we allowed to Are we allowed to just have fun as friends? Can we do that still? Yeah, it, it is becoming decreasing. There's less real estate of just things that we've done and then just converted mm -hmm. them into um, into media. So, anyways, let's uh let's just get right into talking about this. So, I kind of wanted to get your get your levels, how you were feeling about different styles of watching people play games. Right. Um, right. First off, I think the obvious one is just purely watching someone else you know like a friend play a game and then there's the other one that is just you know watching other people on the internet play games that you don't really know personally or you know it's like a popular streamer or just you know someone you're checking out what is your mm -hmm. sort of like overall temperature on both of those like how much of that do you consume how often are you doing these things what's your feelings on it so, in terms of just, like, watching somebody I know play games, that's definitely something that I do, you know, I would say a, a decent amount of in terms of, you know, there's the, the like screen sharing slash streaming through Discord where you can just stream to other people you are, you know, in a Discord call with. Um, and, I, you know, our friend group does that a decent amount and be like, oh, hey, you're playing, you know, we're going to play something later, but you're in the middle of this right now. Just stream that and we'll all watch you play that and, like, talk about it. Um, and stuff like that I love. Um, I was not as big of a fan of it when I was a kid. Um, but I, I think as I've gotten older, I've become way more interested in that type of thing, way more interested in just kind of the social element of watching somebody play through a game. Um, and then in terms of the more like actual content focused stuff, I, I absorb a decent amount of it, but I, I would say I have a pretty high kind of, not bar, that, that's maybe the wrong word there, but I have like a very specific type of thing that I like there. I'm not, you know, most Twitch streamers I don't enjoy. Like, most big Twitch streamers I don't enjoy. Most, like, really popular Let's Play groups I'm not, you know, a huge part of. But, I mean, if it's just like, hey, here's somebody that I kind of like playing through games and I'm just looking for something to kind of do either in the background or I just have, like, 15 minutes while I'm eating food or, you know, I'm trying to fall asleep but I'm, you know, having trouble so I just want to, like, watch something to kind of drift off to sleep... That's kind of where the, that type of content comes in for me. Um, and I would say I actually end up, you know, between those, like, three subsets of things, I end up consuming a lot of that content. Like, a lot more than I thought I initially did. Yeah, I'm pretty much generally the same on you as that, so I'm not going to list too much. But I am someone who will, like, I'm more in the... I less watch things like streams and more just, like, VODs or, um, like, Let's Play YouTube videos mm -hmm. and stuff like that. I'm more of a, 
I watch a lot of that kind of content, but I don't really interact with the community or the scenes and stuff like that. I kind of, I stay very separated from it all. I don't know if you like interact with the community at all for those. So that's that's actually something interesting that I, I kind of want to talk a little bit more about because I, I tend not to interact with the community. And I think part of the reason that like I think even on this podcast, I've been pretty vocal in the past of not liking the word let's play and not liking, you know, being associated with like doing let's plays or anything like that, which I've, I've definitely softened on over the years as I found more and more people who do that type of content that I like. Um, mm-hmm. But I think a, like a lot of the community around like youtube games cultures and twitch games culture is like not good it's like actively toxic or actively aggressive um in a way that really puts me off from wanting to engage with the community but i think you can also find like really you know if you find you know youtubers or you know just people at like games outlets that end up playing a lot of games video that like work really hard to curate a positive community and like give off a type of energy that attracts a positive community i could definitely see the value in interacting in those types of communities i just i just tend not to because i very rarely do in anything like you know i'll just enjoy the content and then move on with my life yeah, I, I'm 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 kind of the same. Sometimes I'll just read what the community is saying, but I've never mm-hmm. really like directly interact with those the, with that people. I never really interact with anything online like that at all. Like even like forum posts. I know this is a little bit off topic, but things like that. Like I like to read that kind of stuff, but I, I guess I'm what they call a, a lurker, dude. I'm a I'm a true hey, but, an honest lurker. So I totally am too. But do you ever have like? the idea that like oh man it would be really cool to find like a really small community dedicated to stuff like that and like really get in to be a part of it and like really you God. know get yeah. into the weeds because be so every cool. time i hear about like oh yeah this cool forum where they did this stuff or like oh yeah like there's a really good community surrounding this like let's play or whatever it's like oh that'd be really fun but how i just do I get in? don't i just don't <laughs> i won't My put any is, effort you- in how do you get in? You know what I mean? Like, like some people say, oh, it's as easy. You just kind of, like, join the community and you start commenting on stuff. But, like, they got that. I feel like a lot of communities like that just have, like, a... I feel like I'm in high school again or something like that where it's, like, they got clicks and I got to, like, prove myself or something like that. Does that make any sense? It totally does. But I think the communities that are worth being a part of have a lot less of that. Yeah, you're totally you're you're completely right. Or I feel like a lot of them are just so big that it's like mm. th- th- those sort of clicks are just like they don't exist because it's just too large and it's yeah. so hard to even see what uh, you know who's out there that enjoys this content or is talking about it. And then you sort of enter a weird like echoey cha- echo chamber of like the, the different styles i don't know it's echo it's, chambers of jokes from four years ago that you don't understand because you're just joining the community now yeah yeah stuff like that so Love uh it. before 2012 i didn't watch like any gameplay video or never knew about anything like that that wasn't like a walkthrough like did hmm. you how when did you kind of start consuming this content yourself i think i'm curious <laughs> So it really, really depends on your definition of this content, which I think now would maybe be a, a good time to, like, we say this content in, like, super broad terms, but what specifically are we talking about here, right? Because I think there um, is a distinct difference. Or Let's Plays, or... So what... Yeah. Uh, and that's, like, what do you consider a Let's Play? I think that is that is the 
the thing that I want to anchor down, right? Because when I think Let's Play, I think of like, oh, you know, the game group's doing X number of games in a, or like X number of episodes on one game or like, oh, yeah, this specific guy played through like, you know, this whole 40 hour game and you can watch it in 30 minute chunks. And like, I, you know, I still don't engage with too much of that. I do a little bit, but not much. Um, but I mean, wait, you know, in 2009, guess... 2010 and stuff, I was doing watching a lot of stuff like, you know, Day 9 would do StarCraft videos or other things where it's like, oh, he's going to analyze this game or, oh, he's going to talk about, like, this specific topic or, you know, this will be a 30-minute episode where it's kind of like a podcast and, like, that's kind of in that vein, but I never considered it a Let's Play, even if he was playing new games or doing something for, like, one or two episodes in a row. I would say anything that is, for me, it's more about the personality the mm -hmm. the personality based video game content everything that's more analytical i don't put in that same i put that in like walkthroughs and like you know like discussing strategies and stuff like that which isn't like i'm not like invalidating as not being content but like it's just different to me like i put that in a different basket completely Okay, but somebody who plays, like, a variety of games, like, again, I watch Northern Lion, you know, most days, and he will tend to do, like, oh, here's, you know, eight episodes a day, and it's, like, 20 to 30 minute episodes usually of, like, oh, here's this game, here's that game, I did another run of this, I did another that, but it's not, like... I would like... classify that as a Let's Player. Okay, so, yeah, I, I would say I started to come to Let's Play type content then, probably around... 20 to probably around 2012 i that's about the time i started getting really invested in the like hmm. giant bomb ecosystem which is weird because it's so much more of a like production because it's an actual company right. um but what they do is extremely personality style videos playing video games and then also they do like reviews and previews and stuff but then they have a lot of series where it's just 15 episodes of them playing a game you know sure and i think that's interesting that do, do you know if giant bomb started um doing like that the the more like gameplay and talk over style content or did they start with the production stuff uh i think they started more with the production stuff because they were like a break off of whiskey media which is a break off of like GameSpot. um got it so it, it is a whole long thing but most of the people there came from like GameSpot or you know whatever you know old actual games like media type stuff i think it's i think it's really interesting to t think about um where people come from as far as like this was a production company that you know did a lot of video game stuff and then they you know they started working on some of that content but a lot of the um the people that i watch came from let's plays because it was the thing to do on youtube or wherever mm -hmm. and then yeah. they're like this isn't what i really want to do but i know my fan base wants me to do this so i yeah. still do it but also I make music videos and I, you know, I want to write comedy sketches and I want to make these like this TV show kind of stuff. And because their personality is like people are attached to that personality, they tend to latch on to whatever content that they that they release. So mm -hmm. it's really interesting either, you know, flip flop because it also goes the other way where, you know, like there are personalities that that maybe have some sort of video game related or media related um, position and then they start playing games and then people watch them play those games. So it can really flip flop, but I feel like the games to other stuff is more likely than not. Um, yeah. And I think that's popular because, you know, it's just such an easy route in for 
creatively minded folks to be like, here's a thing that will have some degree of popularity because games are popular and is like a hobby of mine, but also the nature of a let's play allows it to be extremely conversational. So you can, you know, essentially like work on your tight five while you're doing it. Um, and I think it, it, it just makes sense that you would get into that and then be like, Oh, actually, you know, I'm just like, I just wanted to create a hobby and a creative outlet. Now I want to like, really, now that I have a way to make money off of this, I really want to focus on like streamlining to that creative outlet that I always was interested in, in the first place. Yeah. Do you have like, We've done a couple streams and, you know, we did our our couple of our city building game series stuff. Do mm. you have, like, a lot of desire to do that kind of stuff? I mean, I think so. Um, specifically with, like, the, the – you get two very different things, right? Because and, – and, again, when we're talking about this, we've done a Three. little, like, capital yeah. L little bit of, like, streaming to a small number of people and – making like like duncan said like three youtube videos or whatever yeah um and i think they kind of scratch different itches for me but i do think i i find them most interesting enough that i would want to keep doing them um mm -hmm. like streaming in particular i think is really interesting and different and i wonder how it would feel like it's just such a different thing i imagine us streaming to like six people versus streaming to like five thousand people and having an active chat yeah, like I, I think the experience is probably so wildly different that I don't know if I would enjoy it at this point. But I think we've done so little of it that I, it, it's it's hard to say. Yeah, it's it's hard to say. It is still new and exciting. So I think I am maybe more positive on it than I would end up being. But we also have there's so much space left to play in in that area that I, it's it's just really interesting. Let's get into the actual games, like the games themselves that they that these you know people are playing. When you watch someone play a game. Or when it comes to just the topic of playing games and watching someone play it, does it ruin the value or like the effectiveness or anything quality wise? Does it ruin anything for you personally or what's your kind of take on that? Why don't you hit me with your answer first? Because I've sure. led the first few and I really want to think about that. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I think it's so case by case, it's, and I hate to take a neutral stance on it, but it is so <laughs> case by case. And I can talk about the different cases for sure, but I, I don't think there's a clear answer for this one. I, I because, would say, here's my breakdown of it. Like, yeah. How do you feel in story-heavy games versus mechanically-focused games? People, a lot of the times people say you can't be spoiled by like how the game plays or like what you do in the game because like or the levels in the game um and and you know the, the the grass but i think part of the enjoyment of playing a mechanically heavy game is discovery itself it's discovering that you can have this cool kind of weapon or type of ability that leads you into something else that yeah the the, the that I feel like a lot of people don't value that as being something that's spoilery or, um, you know, like I think even trailers do a really bad job at not like they want to show you as much as they can, but mm -hmm. I think they end up showing you way too much about the mechanics. And if I'm watching someone play that, all of that discovery just sort of gets lost in a way. Um, but it makes total sense to me. Like, because I, I play a lot of roguelike games, and if I watch, or like roguelike or strategy heavy games, and if I'm watching somebody play a game that I have an interest in playing or have only played a little bit of, like, it does genuinely irk me when they, like, 
find out a cool synergy or strategy or unlock something that changes the way the game is played because then I know when I go back to it, I'm going to already have that in my mind as like, well, here's the solution to this or here's like, okay, well, this is like, I should just play for this thing that I know is coming up. Yeah, dude, Ripperoni puzzle games, like, forget about it. <laughs> you know oh, what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, 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 you, yeah, that, yeah. You've got no, that no solved. Reason. That's in your brain. Um, but I think watching a game that you've already played makes sense. But we're talking about, you know, watching something you haven't played before. So it, it's just so dependent in its personal preference. Like, mm-hmm. here's an example that I think is kind of cool. Is I was talking to one of my friends about, like, um, playing vermintide warhammer 2 or whatever warhammer vermintide 2 and it was like it's like eight dollars on steam i was like let's just buy it and play around with it i know it's not like amazing but it's kind of cool and his his response was just like well we'll talk to another friend of ours about it who's already played it and i can ask him like yeah but isn't it just more fun to just like get like just buy it and then discover what is there for you like it's clearly not like a bad game so why have someone break the gameplay loop down for you Mm -hmm. and it matters so much more to me to discover that in myself but others it just they just it just doesn't matter what matters to you should be your gauge of what you should and shouldn't watch yeah i i think i tend to agree with that and i think you know, like you said, it is person by person. I think um, with story-focused games specifically, like, obviously the experience is degraded significantly if you watch a Let's Play of it before, right? Because you just won't have that sort of, you know, shock value of things. You won't be surprised. Um, you know, there's something to be said. I worked with somebody who would not go see a movie without reading the full synopsis of what the plot line was beforehand. Um, because they just, they liked knowing that, like, they still found enjoyment out of hey, how did these things happen? How, what was the construction of it? How did it get to point A to point B? And like, if you, that's, you know, if that's your thing, fine. I'm not here to judge you for it. Um, but I will say, for me personally, watching r- like walkthroughs or let's plays of what, or whatever of game, like story-focused games that I have already beaten, I fucking love. Like, oh, I yeah. love catching other people's reactions. I think, like, I think that is undervalued in terms of kind of changing your view or your kind of perception of a game obviously to some extent like there's just going to be people who just play through it and don't talk that much or there's going to be people who play through it and just crack jokes the whole time and that's less what i'm talking about i'm, I'm talking more about the people who will like actually like, play through it and talk with it and engage with the text a little bit um mm-hmm. but i think like that in some small degree does a lot of what you and I do here on this podcast, right? Like how many times have we done an episode on a game and walked away from it feeling like we understood a lot more about the game or our opinions of it had shifted a little bit or like, oh, we, you know, I didn't like this, but I really like this now that you've kind of explained why you like the framing around why you liked it. And I think you can get a lot of that with Let's Plays. And I think that like that specifically, like that fact has been a lot of what helped kind of turn me around on that specific type of content. Yeah, and I think when it comes to, like, watching games that you've already seen, especially with shocking reveals, it is, like, it's so much fun to watch compilations of people, you know, have their own personal reaction to that. And mm-hmm. I think um, people obviously exaggerate it, right? Like, oh know, yeah, they got to be entertaining in a way, so they do a lot of exaggeration. And some of it comes off as legitimate, and other times it comes off as really, you know, um 
obviously fake. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I was gonna use a different word, but that's mm-hmm. way much better word. Um, <laughs> so yes, uh, and and I think that is a really fun part of it too. And I think that kind of connects to this this popularization and birth of like these horror games that just get so many buko views because of this like secondhand enjoyment of watching someone play through a horror game mm. and i think it's just like a I've, I've thought about it a lot and i think it is a lot of the same reason why like skydiving videos are really popular or like when people hang glide off of mountains and stuff like that Obviously, there are more people who are more likely to play a scary game than go hang gliding. But I think, in a way, it's kind of the same where it's like, well, I'm not going to play that scary game. So I'm going to watch this person play it and get freaked out. And I get to enjoy watching them be freaked out by it and be tortured. And, and, you know, that kind of way. Um, Yeah. And it's just insane how popular it has got. Yeah. I mean, like, horror games are the most likely to elicit a, like visceral and vocal response from that type of person anyway because like you know you're being scared and that's very obvious when you're being scared um so i think it you know it makes sense right like i you know i loved watching um like i i watched somebody play through at least the beginning of amnesia the dark descent on you know on stream or whatever and that was kind of before it hit this peak popularity like the spike in popularity of horror games like it is genuinely a lot of fun to see somebody who is legitimately scared, but like also an entertainer and trying to be entertaining at the same time and seeing like those two parts of their personality clash. But you know, like you said with everything, it becomes popular. And out of that rise is like a lot of people recognizing that it's popular and then playing to that specific idea. And then, you know, the culture has gone one step further. Now games are playing to the idea that this type of game is popular on stream. So a lot of people see it and then they kind of build their game around the idea of like, this would be really good for streamers. Um, And you know, even crazy it's, it's very bizarre. Um, I don't know that I've seen anything that's done it well, so far but i actually do think it's genuinely a really interesting idea of like hey i'm building this game around the idea that it's going to be streamed to other people and like with that design philosophy in mind i can tailor this game to that exact experience um yeah i I mean it's i have no idea how lucrative that is but yeah and i mean like i think it's done in very minor ways like you know there's the obvious like I know you're streaming fourth wall breaking kind of stuff you can do. Yeah. Um, But I mean, there are a lot of things that play to the strengths of being watched. Um, But I just, I'm so fascinated by games being birthed out of like this culture. Like the only reason we have a bajillion five nights at Freddy's games is because of this culture. Like that game just wouldn't be what it is without those people. And mm-hmm. I think that those these uh, content creators essentially make choices in trends of game design. And that's just like, I don't know, to me, that's that's huge and like mind blowing to me. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's it's weird to think about and how all of those different systems interact with each other in a way that, you know, ends up shaping entirely new experiences. Yeah. Um, but I. I 
I don't know. I, I, I'm genuinely kind of on the fence about how I feel about that. It almost feels like it's pandering to an audience a little bit. Yeah. But I also, like, I don't, I don't think that's a bad thing necessarily. Like, I don't think pandering is inherently bad in any way, shape, or form. It just, for whatever reason, my initial reaction is like, ooh, I don't think, like, like, my initial, so I will say maybe part of this is a lot of these games will then put out trailers, and those trailers will involve, like, here's reactions <laughs> from Let's Players, and that yeah. shit sucks a thousand percent of the time. I have never seen a trailer and then seen, like, and here's PewDiePie losing his mind and not been like, I don't want to play this game anymore because this trailer fucking sucks, even if the game looks good beforehand. So don't do that if you're making a game, um, but I need to try and divorce that particular feeling from the actual product itself, and I have a hard time doing that. Yeah, do you think... I don't know. I think it's. I think it's slightly. It feels slightly dystopian in a way, but it isn't. <laughs> like it, it. It really isn't. But I. I'm actually kind of a fan of it. I like. I don't think it hurts anyone, and I think a lot of people find joy from these games. I just hope that the people making the games, for for these like you know experiences that are like, hey, here's a horror experience that I know, is going to get picked up by the you know the big guys and played and reacted to mm-hmm. and i hope that those companies still make enough out of it to have profit from it because i hate the idea that i wanted to make a horror game that happens to be streamed really well mm-hmm. and if it does really well being streamed do people even want to buy it because if I watch a horror game that's only three hours and I've watched the whole thing from a Let's player or a streamer or whatever, I don't mm-hmm. think I'd even want to play it. Do yeah. you know what I mean? No, I think horror games a thousand percent do not fall into the, the category of games that are improved if you have seen them before. Um, but specifically because they're supposed to be like shock value, jump scares, tension without you knowing what's going on and stuff like that. But I wonder how much, because like if I see a horror game streamed, like I see three hours of it, I don't have any inclination to buy it. But if I have a friend who is interested in that type of game, uh, I would be inclined to tell them to buy it, potentially. Um, I would also be inclined to tell my friends, oh, hey, this would be really fun to, like, watch you play through in the same kind of way that we were talking about before. Like, I would love to watch some of our friends play through horror games because I think that could be really interesting. But that definitely is not the, like, the market share of me enjoying something and telling somebody else to pay for it is definitely not as good as just getting me to buy something yeah that's that's completely true so and i mean i see these games on the top sellers sometimes on steam so i'm like i'm sure they're doing fine it's just it's just really interesting because it's a double-edged sword where it's like these games wouldn't be popularized without them but also people aren't playing them because of it so it's like mm-hmm. this weird cycle. I I don't know. Yeah, I, and I wonder how many of the people watching have already played the game. Like I'm because if you look at like Twitch chat, you'll see a ton of people being like, "Oh man, it's about to get crazy" or something. Whenever you know they're moving towards a, a, like some objective, and I think yeah. you know it's possible that it's just hey, these are people who also love this game and then bought it, played it immediately, and tuned in a week later for this person's like playthrough of it. Or let me hit you with this. Okay. They've already watched someone play it, and now they're searching God. for other people they like to watch play it. Fuck, I've done that before, though. I've done that. Yep. I definitely did that with Life is Strange, and I have definitely did that with Amnesia, and I definitely wanted to do that with Doki Doki. Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. Those, those, um, those Sayori reaction videos are 
our peak. <laughs> Honestly, I got yeah, I got everything I needed to out of that. With just like fifteen minute compilation videos, I didn't actually need to watch a full run through of that. Yeah, um, yeah, cool. I'm I'm glad we I'm glad we got to extend on that because it's still something I'm gonna think about a lot because I think it's really just games being birthed from internet culture is so weird to me and i don't think i'll ever be able to stop thinking about it (laughs) i and it's like i want to be clear when i said like i don't think pandering is inherently bad pandering can be real fucking bad real quickly like it is a hard line to walk like if you have an idea and it's creatively interesting and you say okay i want to do this and like put this fun twist on it cool but if you're like I, I feel like the problem is pandering very quickly becomes creatively, like, not necessarily, like, either bankrupt or just empty. It just becomes like, hey, here's a bunch of, like, fun throw-offs to internet ideas or memes or culture. And that's kind of, like, that that doesn't have any staying power. That doesn't have any, like, actual reason for existing other than, haha, here's a one-off joke, you know? Yeah, and I mean, those can exist. Like, I mean... We've got, like, Trump president simulator, like, bullet protector. You know what I mean? Like, that kind of... I don't think those should exist. I think that's adding nothing to the culture. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, they exist for those one-off moments, and you can tell, like, the quality of the design and the art and stuff like that is that of Mm -hmm. being one-off. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. and And I think those games are okay because we... Right now, we have so much else to look at. I think that's okay. And that's another mm. thing when we're talking about, like, watching people play games um, is there are just so many games. And I like yeah. this because, like, I know I'm never going to play through all of like, in Mario 3 or whatever. Like, it, it, there's just so many games that I know I'm not going to play through all these. So I might as well watch someone play it because I don't have the time to do it or want mm. to see it to the end. So I think that's another huge attraction to um, watching those games. So I actually want to, I want to ask you a question here, kind of in line with that. How has your, like your relationship with watching other people play games and like, you know, to some extent also listening to other people talk about games um, specifically, like at, how has that changed now that we create content around games? Like, because I, I don't know about you, but I occasionally will find myself hesitant of like, oh, if this person is playing through a game that I think we might do for the podcast. Or, hey, these people are talking about a game that we finished for the podcast but haven't recorded our episode on. I'm like very frequently find myself pushed away from that because I don't want to be too heavily influenced by other people's mm-hmm. opinions of things. Um, have you, like, has your kind of relationship to this type of content changed at all since we started doing the podcast? Honestly, it hasn't because the kind of content that I consume, they usually don't play story games or if they do, they're usually older and we typically don't touch that kind of stuff. Um, okay. So I'm I'm watching more like silly stuff that just mm-hmm. kind of like is very surface level. Um, I don't really get too deep into the, the, the kind of stuff that we do on a day-to-day basis. And if I do, I ignore anything that is like you know, like you said, uh, sort of like if we ha- if it has potential to be on our show, I tend not mm-hmm. to watch it on someone else's. So other than That's that, fair. though, I think it's changed my perspective on analytical videos. I think I get really inspired, appreciative or thankful. It's something along that line of people who make these like 
45 minute like uh, video essays or even audio like podcast essay or anything like that about a game and not just like free form stringing like we do like they're really analyzing those kind of things and since we've been doing this i've been so much more appreciative of those kind of things just because of the way that people break things down and i just think it's it's so hard to do and yeah. i think a lot of those people receive such harsh critiques and the fact that they should always be quote unquote right or you know like they disagree with the point so it's a bad video but they're just raising points for you um and that's a little bit off topic but i think it's just changed the way i see analyzing those kind of things hmm that's interesting because i i personally just don't engage with like that much of that on a video level like i definitely do in terms of podcasts because i listen to a lot of podcasts and mm-hmm. some of them are very similar structures to what we do or you know with more mechanical focus games um but in terms of videos like i i just don't tend to engage with like analytical long-form videos about games um, oh, so, so it's interesting to hear kind of how you have viewed those and changed them and sort of what the community is because the only times i've engaged with them have usually been when people are like hey check out this fucking horrible thing where this person doesn't know what they're talking about and i'm like haha you're right they don't and then i move on <laughs> um, so i don't like i i don't ever seek out any that i think could be interesting or anything like that yeah youtube just feeds them to me like i'm a dumb little baby in a high chair they <laughs> airplane that shit right into my brain dude <laughs> <laughs> oh man i will say one other thing on that at that point i just I, I i wanted to touch on is um not like yes obviously everything that i said about like before i watch like any videos or before i listen to any podcast about games we've played before i try to avoid them because you know i know hey we're gonna do this mm-hmm. um but then after we've played those games i will frequently go back and listen to them and that's a terrible experience because really? I'll hear people say things and they'll be like, oh, you know, here's like what I'm getting out of this scene. And here's like this characterization. And I'm like, we fucked that one right up. We just did not do a good job on that one. Huh? <laughs> damn, damn, damn. So I, I think to some extent that like that my interaction with that has changed because there are you know some episodes that I would have loved if we didn't play a game on it. I'm inherently just comparing coverage to what we did instead you know yeah yeah i i think that's fair i tend (sighs) shit there's a really good teddy roosevelt quote about comparing yourself to others and i think it's damn fits you about to pull out some teddy (laughs) (laughs) hold on i'm gonna find it comparison is the thief of joy oh okay I i like that and i think that that's like a I don't know. I think it's a it's an inevitable way that you're going to consume something. If you analyze something, you talked about it, and then you listen to someone else mm-hmm. say that, there's no way you're not going to. But I don't know. I, I, but also, I, think I need to know when we it. fuck things up so we can do better. You know, like I need to know, oh, this person like very clearly just had a better read on it than we did. I should try to be more thoughtful of things like that in the future. Hmm. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. But it's I'm a sure, it's a weird tightrope to walk. I'm sure there's stuff that we said that they probably didn't either, or like you know maybe a joke or two that just like landed better over here. You know how funny we are. Oh, we're so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Any random two minute snippet of our podcast, and you'll be busting a gut in no time. <laughs> 
<laughs> so you mentioned earlier that sometimes you will like put it on when you need to sleep. And I do the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. And I've been trying to rack my brain why... And for some reason, I, it, it, it's the loud ones. It's the inappropriate ones. And I mean, they're not like super, <laughs> super loud. It's just like the, it's just the, the you know, it, why does this help me fall asleep? They're A, being like jokey and like being kind of like in your in your face about stuff. They are like playing a game with a lot of loud sounds and brighter colors and a lot of mm-hmm. movement. Why does this help people sleep? How, so, how is this a sleep aid? You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy I can, to me. I, I can speak for me, and I can give you, like, a genuine, real, honest-to-God answer. Yeah. Um, which is, so, I, you know, I mentioned, like, oh, sometimes I'll do this when I'm having trouble sleeping. Ha <laughs> ha. That was a lie. I watch Northern Lion videos literally every single night I've gone to bed for the past, like, I think four years at this point. Yeah. Um, and it just, like... One, you just fall into a routine, right? Like, it started because I would watch, like, I found his videos entertaining, and I would watch them, and I would just stay up too late watching them because I worked later, and then I would, like, have fall asleep at my computer, and then I would just move over and pass out. So that kind of created a little bit of a, um, you know, just sort of a, a connection there in my brain of, like, oh, these videos I watch at nighttime to fall asleep, even though it wasn't the inherent purpose of them. But, like, you know, if I think back to before I watched these videos, I spent a lot of time, like, laying in bed and then just, like, my mind would race to and from different things, and I would just, like, replay events of the day or things in my past yeah. or, like, way things could play out in the future. But, like, that doesn't happen when there is, a, like, an active thing for you to put your attention on. And if it's something that is not so engaging that you need to, like, really focus on it, it gets me into that really sweet spot where it's like, okay, here's a thing that, like has a an audio and a visual component so it's engaging enough of my brain that like i have to be aware of it and i can't be thinking about other things as much but not so much so that like i can't like i have to see how this concludes and then it you know my mind just doesn't race like i don't spend time going over things in my head i don't feel like i'm struck with insomnia or anything like that and it just helps me fall asleep i think i have to assume it's similar for a lot of other people because i know a lot of people who watch tv or watch videos or listen to something to sleep i i assume it's the same but i don't know that for me that's what it is though is it just keeps my mind from racing that is exactly the same thing for me and it's like i Dude, I can't even remember a time where the TV wasn't on at a low, like, low volume, and mm-hmm. I fell asleep. You know what I mean? Like, I used to have a, a, a TV with cable on it, and I'd just let, you know, whatever channel just play at a super low volume because, again, I'd the same thing. I stayed up way too late when I was a kid, so I'd watch TV and wake I would, up like, to the good asleep. 4 a.m. infomercials. <laughs> yeah exactly um and i i just can't remember a time where that kind of sound didn't happen and the reason that it started was like i have the same thing out of anxieties about the next day or like what happened today or you know what girl i had a d- d- big crush on i just <laughs> couldn't stop thinking about her um oh yeah know, that kind of stuff and so and I think that that carries on through adulthood, but just about different things. And uh, I don't know. I feel the exact same way. And it's just crazy that this is the thing that I latched onto afterwards. Like, sometimes I will put, like, a sitcom on, like How I Met Your Mother or Scrubs. Yeah. Uh, but 
more likely than not, it's going to be a um, a gameplay video and stuff like that. And it's just, it's weird. Um, it it is, especially because every day I'm like, ah, I had trouble. Like not every day, but like every time I have trouble sleeping or I've been like having trouble sleeping for a you know brief span, or it's like, oh, I've been feeling really tired for this last week, and I'll like you know look up stuff and people are like, well, make sure you're not using screens for at least thirty minutes before you go to bed. I was like, okay, well, I. I do look at a screen for 30 minutes after I fall asleep still. So like, I don't really, <laughs> I don't think I'm hitting that benchmark. Is this just an unhealthy lifestyle? But then I hear yes. about so many other people doing it and I go, ah, well, as long as we're all unhealthy together, it's fine. Then. There's no problem. <laughs> yeah. I, I have the TV. I turn the TV on the lowest possible brightness and contrast it can be. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure it doesn't it. make that much of a difference, but I do it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Anyways, moving on from our unhealthy habits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's yeah, good. No, that's the real shit. That's the shit that people can relate to. Clip that. That's our new that's our new Twitter thing. Well, remember like 45 minutes ago when I was like, I just kind of want to talk about my history. <laughs> oh, yeah, you didn't do that, huh? <laughs> yeah, I didn't get to do that one. This is what happens when we do a free-form episode. We just blow up past... Remember when you asked me how I was feeling about, like, Twitch and YouTube stuff, and I answered, and then you asked a follow-up question, and then you never answered? That part happened, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, my here's here's a cool whiteboard, and I'm, like, drawing my life on it, you know? Mm-hmm. Have you ever watched those videos? Like no, my life, really? No, this used to I be really no popular. No idea what you're talking about for personalities on YouTube. I consume way more YouTube than you do. Apparently, um, this is true. I, I, I no, this is obviously true. I consume very little YouTube outside of like the two Let's Players I follow. Yeah, um, it used to be a thing where people would like write on white, like draw on whiteboards, and then narrate over their life about it. They'd be like. Well, me and my dad, we grew up in Arkansas. That was until we moved. And then they'd, like, erase it, and then they'd draw a new state. Huh. I don't know. Anyways. This is what a weird relic of YouTube culture. Yeah. I can imagine exactly what that looks like, but yeah. I'm very confident I've never seen one before. So this is me doing mine, except you can't see. I'm drawing really, really, really good. Um, okay. So when I moved, I moved from my little town in Pennsylvania to... Um, it's, dude, I can't talk to myself. To the big <laughs> city. <laughs> um, and when I moved to the big city, um, <laughs> I can't keep calling it the big city. No, uh, you totally can. People don't think New York, and you're off the hook. You're good. Yeah, I didn't have like any friends other than my significant other that I moved there to be with. Quick hint, guys. Don't do that, please. Do No, do it if you think it's completely correct, but take some time to really think about it. This, um, is, this episode is really airing out all the unhealthy stuff we've done throughout the course of our life, huh? Exactly. Um, and this is the start of one unhealthy are, habit. Are um, video games bad, actually? <laughs> that should be our next no controller necessary. Is, are video games bad? And by the end, we realize that video games are so bad for our lives, and we stop playing them. And we we stop should making this podcast, and we talk we about should like, absolutely gardening. do that. We should do that. We should put out a two-hour YouTube video title "Our Video Games Bad," actually, and then we never release another episode on anything ever. That would be, we just convert, dude? No, we convert our like channel like a gardening channel or like something. That is, that is so divorced from video games. Like, Ugh. like just talking about the biology of insects. You know what I mean? Like, something that's just so far off. 
Mm-hmm. What's the study of insects called, Duncan? Insectology. Okay, good. We're there already. All right. So you moved to <laughs> the big city. I moved to the big city. And so I don't, uh, I don't really, like I said, I don't really have any friends. The college I went to just didn't, just, it just didn't pop up for me with friends. So I, I, I was a huge fan of JonTron back in the day, which was that AVGN style of review of just being like, and you can't even get past the door here, which now is like, that's old. Like nobody really is, people are making those kind of videos, but not a lot of, they're not hitting big anymore. Um, as but far anyways, as I know, maybe they're still hitting super big on an audience that I just never engage with. Yeah, I've kind of tried to find that out of curiosity, but I don't find a lot. Correct me if I'm wrong. But anyways, uh, so I was a big fan of John Tron from that. And then they, they he announced that he's like, hey, I'm doing Let's Plays with Ego Raptor. And that's where Game Grumps came from, as many of you know. And that started like this weird fascination with the, with it for me. Like, I would watch those videos a lot. Like, I consumed a lot of that content i'd made i've i've probably seen every one of them up to a certain point and over multiple times because again it was a sleep aid it was a work aid like i'd be working and i'd be listening to it which is Mm -hmm. terrible i don't i can't do that anymore (laughs) my brain doesn't function like that um but i used to think it did but really i was just really lonely um (laughs) so these personalities and this is something that i want to get into but i'll keep going these personalities like it melded in my brain like these are people that I know and you do know them, but it's important that you know that they don't know you too. And like, there's Mm -hmm. a logical connection that almost everyone can make. That's like, Oh yeah, they don't know me either. But a lot of people like cross wires or something just, I don't know. There's just something that happens. It's also important to know that like, but also you don't know them like you know exactly. them, but every second they're on camera they are also like on camera <laughs> so like right. you also don't know their parasocial relationships are bad yeah and so like and that can lead to a whole other conversation about like why did you do this thing or why did you say this thing off of the camera off the you know the, anyways we're, we're I'm, a, I'm getting off of that for a bit yeah. but and i think those wires crossed for me a bit. I wasn't like completely aware of it, but I think that's what was happening to me. And so over time, you know, I made more friends, I disconnected a little bit, um, but I still consume that content like on almost a daily basis where it's like, okay, I get up, I'm cooking breakfast, time to put on one of my, you know, one of my more favorite Let's Play channels or anything like that. And I'll listen to it. And then it'll kind of be my start and end to the day. And it's weird because that is every day. Almost yeah. every day. And it's it, just, you see those views and you're like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because <laughs> we can't, I can't be the only one doing that. You know what I mean? And just, mm-hmm. it's um, it's wild how popular that has gotten and like how much it, hurtled me in a way whether it was a helpful band-aid or unhealthy i don't really know but it was a band-aid that i used and now i can't get it off because <laughs> i just i don't know it's just something i can't go without now um and it's just really yeah weird. and it's 
I think it's such an interesting and, and weird phenomenon, too, right? Because you see it, I think, most often in that type of scenario where somebody, you know, has recently moved or somebody is living on their own now and is just uncomfortable with silence or, you know, somebody just, like, has trouble sleeping or just needs some sort of white noise in the background. And, like, that, it starts off as such an innocent thing like that. Um, and I think it really does grow. And, and like you said, you know, like you started to have those lines blur a little bit between like personality that you're engaging with their content in and like integral, like part of your life or like social group or something like that, even though it's like completely a hundred percent, a one way connection like it. But I think that happens like with a lot of people. And I think a lot of people also don't like then come to recognize that those lines are blurred. They just start to use that in place of a social group. And like, that's where you get a lot of the, like super huge problems with internet culture. This episode is like making me a little uncomfortable because it's like, I have an inherent problem with a lot of these things, but also I engage with them in the same way you're describing very frequently. And it's terrifying. Dude, Um, you want, you want me to make you even more uncomfortable by asking this question? I don't, but do it anyway. Yeah. Do you ever copy mannerisms, like vocal mannerisms or jokes or like, styles of comedy from that or even styles of speaking from that content that you're watching so you can flip it back to me if you want to no i i do i think we both do and but the thing is that i don't think that's as problematic right like because i also do that with just like my actual friends like i do that with just people i find entertaining i'm like oh that's kind of funny and then i find myself like oh like this is pretty funny i'm going to kind of like take a little bit of that or take a you know shared joke from that the week and then you know distribute amongst you know our friends who engage in that type of media um so yeah absolutely i will end up like trying to do that but when i catch myself doing that i try to kind of like scale it back a little bit and be like okay like i shouldn't just you know steal that type of thing like i should you know do this but i think it frequently starts as just like in jokes with other people who know that type of thing it's pretty uncommon for me to take something whole cloth that nobody else i know with engages with and then just like use that all over the place you know i do that constantly and you have no idea not constantly i shouldn't say that also not on this podcast okay Uh, (laughs) yeah never this this is a wholly original work we can never be sued yeah yeah completely um now i do that a lot with with people I know and like sometimes, and this is again, this is real talk stuff. Sometimes I know who watches what, so I know what to say. <laughs> sometimes it's like, I'm like, okay, <laughs> I know you'd consume this kind of content. And it, it, it makes me like, I, there's no other way to say it. It makes me deep down cringe where, and I know someone's trying to like copy someone else's mm. shtiz and they're t- taking too much out of it because every joke has been done. Everything has been done. Like there's no way to be completely original. Right. But yeah. then there's just like blatant, like I ripped the heart out of this thing and it is in my <laughs> hand beating still. And I'm going to throw it at your face, you know? And then there's just like lightly taking it. And I partake in a little bit of both. Like sometimes I can't help myself and I would just say something. And I'll be like, I shouldn't have said that. I know that's not mine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that mm-hmm. concept isn't mm-hmm. mine. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I cringe myself out a lot when I do that. And I'm like, why well, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't do this. That's, that's stupid. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I definitely, I know that experience for sure. But again, I try to, in at least in recent years, I have tried to like either 
only use like direct in jokes in a way that it's referential with people who get it yeah. or like if i completely ape something and somebody laughs at it and be like oh no that's not like i was just you know <laughs> quoting this other thing that uh, i saw or oh this is actually 100 percent the comedy stylings of xyz you know but isn't that so awkward to have be like tell something funny and then be like ah but that's not that's not me though that's uh that's someone else <laughs> like i i feel like it, it it's it's true and you know no one has a problem with it deep down but sometimes it just like puts silence in the room and it's just like okay cool <laughs> i think some degree of that is totally in your head man because i i feel like most of the time that's not how it goes even when i've seen you do it that's usually not how it goes i yeah, think but- you're just like really leaning into the 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 anxious part of your brain that's like oh now everyone's really uncomfortable i think a lot of the time it's just like oh no like you know some people like oh that's really funny be like oh i got it from here and i'm like cool and then we all move on with our lives that's true that's true i think it's different in different groups for you it's not as much but a couple other social groups i i I get that but that's um, fair that's fair it's it's interesting it's interesting i I'm torn because part of me really wants to keep diving deep in these like parasocial relationships and the idea of like people getting too connected to personalities. And again, the idea of people not knowing personalities. Um, It's like really uncomfortable for me because I don't like feel like I have enough of a grasp on that type of thing to talk about it. Well, also like, you know, the only two examples you brought up were Ego Raptor, who I like, but I haven't engaged with their content in a long mm-hmm. time, and John Tron, who I liked a lot, and then he said that really racist shit for a while, and I was like, ooh, <laughs> that one video is a super bad look, my dude, and I've never been able to enjoy his content again, even uh-huh. though he's, like, put out a, I think, decent apology about it, but I haven't, like, followed any of his I stuff mean, since then. It, it, but I, yeah, go ahead, sorry. I was just gonna say, I, you know... And I've mentioned this on the show before. I have a very hard time separating art from artists. Like, I can't, like, you know, if a musical artist I like comes out and says some just, like, really heinous shit, I just sort of stop listening to what they did. And, like, you know, I can't watch actors where I know that they are actually, like, horrible people and enjoy their work as much. Yeah. Um, So that type of thing hits differently and i think it hits way differently in that particular instance just because it's like oh i was able to physically watch this 20 minute video of this happening as opposed to reading an article about it and being able to forget about it even you know divorcing myself from all of the after effects of what happened after because like i don't know i don't know how that all got resolved afterwards because i didn't engage with it anymore not that i really engaged with it that much at the time anyway but you know i think it's I think it's up to it's largely up to personal preference. But for me, I think that people have the right to go back on things and basically say, you know what? I was wrong about this thing. You know, that was ridiculous for me to say. And sometimes apologies are really bad. Sometimes they're mm-hmm. okay. But when someone recognizes they've done something completely wrong like i say wrong and stupid stuff all the time and i know it's you know i i'll probably say it on here and i definitely say it in my real life and when you're just like being recorded all the time i'm sure i don't know it's it's difficult it's a difficult water to tread and i think that when you recognize that and just say i'm just gonna leave that space entirely i think that's the only smart thing you can do but i don't know it's I don't have as hard of a time separating the art from the artist because I just don't look at that kind of stuff as much. And I try and Mm -hmm. keep it out as much because 
I don't know. I've got my own stuff to deal with. I don't want to. I don't want to <laughs> worry about how this guy's racist or not, or this one. You know, I just, I just try not to. But I know it makes a huge influence on, on certain things. But as long as it's not in the art, like if it's in the art, I have a problem with it. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I go back and forth on it. But I would like to like, I would like to talk about more about that that stuff that you were talking about earlier with like. It's such a it's it's such a thing that I really genuinely and truly only have one-sided view on right and that's like that makes it difficult to talk about because i have never been in the hot seat where there is somebody who has that type of a relationship with me where they think they know me and they try to joke around as if they know me or they try to like they feel entitled to some degree of like their opinion being heard as if they know me Um, And I think like I think it's fascinating to look at and try and understand from like a psychological standpoint why people end up in that particular spot. And I completely understand why the people who are, you know, on the the end of that where they're like having people demand things of them just have no patience for it whatsoever, because to some degree it's like, hey, I make content for you to engage with and you think we're friends now. Fuck that. I don't like that's not true. Like, I totally get why people would have that reaction. But it's also it's such a different thing to be in the position where you're like, oh, I've never. I've never had that, and actually what we want is feedback from the people who engage with our media right now, so, like, please do, you know, yeah, but like, reach out, and please do have that sort of attention. But also, I can <laughs> recognize very clearly that, like, yes, no, absolutely, if you just, like, if you like a figure because of the content they put out, you're not friends with them, even if you engage with it on the daily. That's just not how that works. Like, they don't know you. There is no actual relationship there. But the internet makes it so easy for it to feel like there is. Yeah. And I think it's, I think people get really disappointed by the creator's own engagement with it. Like, we don't, I don't remember, I don't remember, like, almost any episodes, like, from before. But, Mm -hmm. and I know that you guys don't either, but uh, I hear (laughs) people, like, like, really difficult to hear stories from these creators and they're like, They'll hear like off in the distance, like a reference to one of their videos that they made three years ago, and they'll be <laughs> like, "Hey, dude, like, like, um, uh, socks on the piano, right, dude? You know what I mean?" Like, <laughs> and they will just won't know what they're talking about. And I yeah. think that's so funny too, where it's like this thing meant so much to you, but the person <laughs> who made it doesn't even remember it, and I think. You just have to approach them in a more human way. That is what I've I've learned a lot about hearing people who make content and then meet others um, who enjoy it. They they like expect them to know and enjoy everything that they do about their own content, but they don't they don't really know anything about it or forget about <laughs> it really easily. Um, I mean, yeah, it's the same thing as if, like, if you walked into my office during my day job and said, like, oh, hey, you remember this thing you did on that project two years ago? Yeah. Like, no, I remember the very broad strokes of that project two years ago, but I work a nine to five. Like, Because that was these hot people on are that project, Alex. I love that project. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and that's what it is, all right? Like, these people, like, you know, the, these people, content creators, they, you know, they make content, they put it out. And then they turn around and they make more content because that's like for a lot of them, that is their job or a hobby that they put a lot of time into. And then, you know, once it goes, you got to focus on the next thing. Like they don't have time to revisit old work. Like we don't have time to go back to old episodes of our podcast and go like, oh, what was it about this one that we liked again? Let's like and, and also we have 
no fucking interest in doing that. Yeah. That sounds like a horrible thing to just be like, I'm just going to listen to a few episodes of our old podcast because I would just fucking, I would hate every minute of it thinking about all the things we should have done better. Um, yeah. I but, mentioned, you know that, you know that, uh, that picture of the guy on the armchair and he's gripping the armchair and it's like he's being blown back by the speakers. He used to be on old, like mm. old CDs. You ever yeah, something Max. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 I, yeah. I imagine that, but it's just your face like wincing and like, <laughs> 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 and you're just gripping onto two arms of an armchair with like <laughs> AirPods in or some dumb shit like that. Just awesome. absolutely being blown in the face with the force of all the things I should have said correctly and all the points I should have challenged you on when you were like, Dropsy's a good game! I was like, no! <laughs> Love Dropsy. I'm kidding. Dropsy, I've, I've softened on it over time. Yeah. The ending was still bad, though. Um, you know what? Yeah. You know what's weird? What? What's super weird? I can't. I don't know. I don't know if I can talk about this. Okay. All right, I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. All right. Buckle up. If you like this podcast, check it. (laughs) If you like this podcast, rate it on iTunes, okay? I knew it. I knew you'd all stay for this one, but I caught you. I caught you on camera, and now that you've heard this, now that you've heard this, you must do it. Don't do it. You don't have to do it. It's not a big deal. Well, don't tell him not to fucking do it, Duncan. If it is you, a big deal. Do it. <laughs> if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. It does help quite a bit, or any other way you can rate us would help a lot. If you didn't enjoy this episode, I'm so sorry. I personally take all responsibility for it. But instead of lashing out on a very negative review, you should send us a personal, hateful, spited email at thoughtsfromplayer1 at gmail.com. Or if you want to recommend any topics, games, questions, things like that, we'd be more than happy to take that in at thoughtsfromplayer1 at gmail.com. We also have a Twitter that it's at thoughtsfromp1 and a Facebook, probably. Yeah, we got that one. Just search for us Facebook. on the Facebook. We do got a Facebook. Yeah, um, we post there sometimes. So we also have a Discord server that is just popping off. Bang, bang, <laughs> bang, baby. Come on in. The link's in the description. Uh, we also have started streaming on Twitch a little bit more. So we have a Twitch and a YouTube channel. You should check both of those out. I believe the Twitch channel is just thoughts from player one and the YouTube channel is just thoughts from player one. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm yep. pretty sure that's right. Yep. Um, so we're going to start trying to stream there a little bit more um maybe once a week maybe once every other week we'll we'll see um we've got a couple of ideas for things we want to try out and we'll probably end up exporting a lot of those vods to youtube um, yeah the vod I just I, there, <laughs> we did a vod for um for uh games of alex's childhood uh that should mm. be out this weekend i'm gonna make sure it's out this weekend so that's a fun one. Um, yeah. And we also have started streaming some some other stuff, which I think we're going to push to YouTube. I don't know. Just stay tuned. Check it out. We tweet it out at least an hour before we go live every time. So if you follow us there, um, you should get that notification. And then just follow us on Twitch, and we'll, we'll, we'll go live there. Um, yeah. Damn, dude. This, yeah. Episode, this episode encompassed so much. And I feel like I could talk about this for like two more hours. But I want to keep these relatively short. Maybe we'll do a whole yeah, other wanna... episode on streaming or something. I don't know. I want to be clear that we, like, absolutely 
just touched the surface of a lot of these topics and we know that like we did not take a deep dive into a lot of these things in the way that we maybe otherwise would if we were doing Damn. a more focused episode we um, should have done a more focused yeah, we, episode on one of these shit uh, maybe yeah we can always come back and, and do a little bit more on on more we could just revisit this entire topic you know a year from now when we have more experience streaming and doing youtube videos and stuff like that yeah all right neat do you have a cool. do we do we do a do we do a card for this one? Dog, I do not remember if we do greeting cards for the end of this episode. Well, so I do not have one pulled up. Yeah, yeah, go 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 ahead. Grab that controller off the floor. I knew you dropped it. It's it's probably dirty now, so go wash it. And uh, yeah, go play those games. Good night. <laughs> I hate this. I hate this so much. Don't like it. Don't like closing. No.